This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Sometimes I'll be going about my day, dum diddly dum, dum de dum, when it'll hit me. Oh, right. I live on this enormous rock full of creatures, big and small, that is orbiting a star we call the sun. It's a big thought, and it makes me feel grateful to be here telling stories to you. This episode is coming out on Earth Day. It's a day when we're encouraged to focus on that big thought, that we're all on a big living rock, and that we have a responsibility to care for it in a big way. So let's do it. I also want to encourage you to check out a couple other podcasts that also have Earth Day episodes out this week. Tumble Science Podcast, Ear Snacks, and Cool Facts About Animals will all have Earth Day episodes. So be sure to check them out. But for now, let's get to our story. Hope in the Garden. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Hope teetered on the edge of the garden. This time, she was really leaving. These animals said they wanted her here, needed her, even. But they didn't seem to do much besides wish she'd stay. It was true, they did need her. But another truth was that she couldn't get much done without them. She needed them as much as they needed her. Hope turned back to gaze at the garden she'd called home her whole life. She closed her eyes and remembered being a tadpole, and then a tiny frog. The garden had been bursting with life. Flowers had wound themselves round each other, fighting to get the most sunshine. Hummingbirds had flitted close to the ground. Butterflies had opened their wings for the very first time among these green leaves. The spring rains had seeped deep into the soil. Everything, everything had been green. Hope sighed and opened her eyes. This garden could hardly be called such now. It was green, in parts, but the flowers were few and far between. The hummingbirds and butterflies had left long ago. She hadn't seen a ladybug in ages, although she'd seen a few less fancy beetles scuttling around. With her feet perched on a stone sitting at the garden's edge, Hope watched as Bob, a toad with a knack for business, switched on his water transport system. He had set up tubes and pipes, and for months he'd been pulling rainwater from the sky and the ground and transporting it away, selling it to some other animals for who knows what. The garden was being sucked dry by this machinery of his, but every time Hope mentioned this to Bob, he waved her away and reminded her of Polly. It's Polly you should talk to. 
That guy's the reason I'm doing this. What's the use of a garden without any soil? Hope glanced over at Polly, who, true to form, was there with his little excavator. Polly was a large field mouse with a chip on his shoulder. His brothers had all made something of themselves, and Polly was always playing catch-up. Hope watched as Polly dug up a square of soil and dumped it into his wheelbarrow. She knew he'd be taking it, as he always did, down the street to his building site. Polly was using the soil and mixing it with some other things to make bricks, which he was then using to build a ridiculous house for himself. Why does a mouse even need a house? This makes no sense, Hope thought to herself. But every time she'd questioned Polly, he just pointed her back over to Bob. I would have never started taking the soil if Bob hadn't taken all the water. What's the use of a garden without any water? Hope closed her eyes. What was still keeping her here? A small voice inside her reminded her, This is my home. I could fix this. No, Hope said out loud. I can't fix this. Not by myself. Hope shook herself as if to brush off the wave of feelings that were washing over her. She'd never actually left the garden before. She'd always come to the edge, stood here thinking about all that had gone wrong, and then turned around because she just couldn't leave. But this time, she realized she just couldn't stay. Hope hopped. She looked down at her green feet. With that one hop, she'd crossed into the neighboring meadow. Hope felt relief wash over her. She was finally done. Hope hopped again and again and didn't look back. Yvonne was the first to notice something was different. Yvonne was a squirrel. After Bob had started taking off the water and Polly began digging up all the soil, the bugs were struggling. They didn't have what they needed to survive. So across town, Yvonne built a bug sanctuary. She invited the bugs to take a ride in the trunk of her bicycle, and she brought them to the sanctuary. She brought in some soil and some water and some plants and tried to make it look like a garden. It did. Kind of. The bugs were happy there. Kind of. Yvonne could still remember what they said when she first brought them to the sanctuary. Yvonne, we're not going to stay here forever, right? You guys are going to fix the garden, right, Yvonne? We'll get to go back someday, right? But eventually, they stopped asking to go home. The day after Hope left, Yvonne was in the garden, just opening the trunk of her bike so that a few bugs could climb aboard. There weren't many left by now, but she still went back to the garden each day to find the stragglers. As a beetle scuttled his way into the trunk, Yvonne glanced around. The garden looked dull. It was springtime. Everything should have been bursting with new life. Instead, all Yvonne could see were some weeds poking through the thin layer of soil 
covering the rocky clay underneath. She could hear Bob's water system humming. She saw Polly digging up the scraps of soil left, his shovel hitting rock. All of it was normal by now, but Yvonne sensed that something was different. She just wasn't sure what it was. As a spider crept up into her trunk, Yvonne saw Phil lumbering towards her. Phil was a groundhog. Since Bob began taking the water and Polly began taking the soil and Yvonne began taking the bugs, Phil had decided to take the flowers. Without water, soil, or bugs, the flowers that remained in the garden were at risk. Phil had taken it upon himself to dig them up by their roots and take them to a flower museum he'd created. He replanted the flowers there and gave them everything they needed to flourish. Animals from all over loved to visit his museum to gaze at the beautiful flowers. Phil waved hello to Yvonne and began digging up a drooping tulip. It was at that moment that Yvonne realized what was missing. Hey, Phil, where is Hope? Phil stopped digging for a tick. Huh, haven't seen her today, now that you mention it. Yvonne's tail quivered. Hope was always here, always trying to talk to Phil about leaving a few flowers, always reminding Yvonne to leave some spiders and not to take any earthworms. Of course, there were barely any worms left, as they'd all fled when Bob started extracting the water. But Hope was always here, hovering over Bob's shoulder and whispering in Polly's ear, pleading with them all to just stop. How many times had they brushed her off? How many times had they shrugged their shoulders and pointed at another animal, blamed another animal? Yvonne tried to banish a creeping thought. You're part of the problem, Yvonne. Saving the bugs? Are you kidding me? They want to live in a garden, not a bug sanctuary, whatever that is. Yvonne shivered. Since when had the voice in her head gotten so mean? Yvonne watched as Phil packed the last flower into his cart. Well, that's it. Last flower. You're leaving then? Yvonne asked, peering at her friend. She and Phil used to hang out in the summer evenings, watching the fireflies dance in the moonlight. The fireflies probably wouldn't come at all this year. Probably only mosquitoes from now on. There's nothing left, Yvonne. Look around. Yvonne looked, this time with clear eyes. What she saw was an empty patch of land, not fit to grow weed, much less a flower. She watched as a lone pill bug scooted into her trunk. As Yvonne packed up her things, Bob and Polly trundled by with their equipment. See ya, Polly. See ya, Bob. Bob? Polly? They glanced at Yvonne over their shoulders. Hope left. Eh, she'll be back, Bob said. Yvonne looked down sadly. I don't think so. The three of them looked at the ground, then parted ways.
That night, Yvonne sat thinking about what to do. Her garden was in trouble. Hope was gone, and Yvonne had no idea whether she'd come back. But in that quiet moment, she realized she had to do something. For so long, she'd waited and relied on Hope to keep them all from ruining the garden. But Hope was not their leader. She was their cheerleader. And a very good one. Yvonne remembered back to when Hope had dressed up like a tree and hopped around shouting cheesy chants like, We can treat our garden better. It didn't quite roll off the tongue, and it never caught on, but she'd tried. And Yvonne? Yvonne had just smiled and laughed and nodded and thanked Hope for sticking by them, and kept doing the same thing she'd always done. Hope had given up. There was no cheerleader. The garden had no protection. Yvonne went to her desk to devise a plan. The next morning, Yvonne was up bright and early. She scampered down from her tree and found Bob sucking up some water from the overnight rains. What you doing? Same as always, Yvonne, Bob said, glancing at her over his shoulder. Yvonne felt a little nervous because she was about to say something that wasn't quite true. It was a bright, sunny spring morning. Yvonne thought back to years ago when the garden was rich with life and possibility. Trying to seem casual, she scraped her foot across the dusty ground and hit a rock. Ouch! Yvonne, did you come here for a reason? All right. Yes. I was talking to Polly yesterday, and he and I decided to save the garden. Bob turned all the way round and narrowed his eyes. What do you mean? Well, Polly just feels terrible about what has happened. He he wants to fix things. So he and I are going to do it together. Huh, Bob murmured. Yeah, Polly says he he feels very bad about being part of the problem for so long (laughs) that he doesn't say it enough, but he really loves the garden and wishes it could be the way it was again. Bob scrunched up his face. That's hard for a toad to do, but he did it. He said all that? I was surprised, too. I I guess his, his, um... Pride was getting in the way before, but he actually does care about the garden, so he said he was going to change. Bob looked thoughtful. So Polly and I are meeting here at 3 p.m. Polly is bringing a load of soil, and I will be bringing a cart full of bugs. We were thinking, well, we were thinking that... I could bring water, Bob said. Yvonne had to stop herself from smiling. Yes, Bob, we were thinking you could bring water. Uh, If Polly comes with the soil, I'll come with the water. Yvonne clapped a paw over her mouth to stop herself from shouting with happiness. Okay, Bob, see you at three. See ya. 
Yvonne couldn't believe how well her plan was working out. She practically skipped all the way over to where Polly was working on his house down the street. Hey, Polly! Yvonne was feeling giddy now and really had to tamp it down. I mean, hey, Polly. Hey, Yvonne. Yvonne told Polly exactly the same thing she told Bob, except she told Polly that she and Bob had decided to save the garden and that Bob had decided to bring the water back at 3 p.m. And wouldn't it be nice if Polly brought back the soil? Polly listened to Yvonne's story with a puzzled expression. Uh, Bob said all that? It was a surprise to me, too. I guess Bob just realized what is truly important in life. It's a growth experience for him. Yvonne was feeling very proud of herself for this incredible improv she was doing. Huh, Polly murmured. Polly agreed to meet Yvonne and Bob at 3 p.m. with a load of soil. Yvonne skipped away, bursting with excitement. At 2.58, Yvonne strolled into the garden, pulling a cart full of bugs. They had not exactly been pleased when Yvonne told them where they were off to. We're going back there, but there's no water. There's barely any soil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yvonne had not planned on having a bug mutiny. She reassured them that the soil and the water would be back. The garden is going to be beautiful again. The bugs just stared up at her. This had better work, Yvonne muttered. She looked up to see Bob hopping towards them, pulling an enormous tank of water. It towered behind him. Where's Polly? Bob asked, glancing around. Just then, Polly arrived, pulling an enormous cartful of soil. Bob, Yvonne, Polly said, nodding to them. Polly, Bob said. Well, isn't this so great that we're all here to save the garden? Bob and Polly looked at each other. I'll go first, Yvonne said. She undid the latch in her cart and pulled down the ramp for the bugs. They crept towards the edge and glanced out nervously. Yvonne, do we have to go? I don't see any soil. I don't see any water. Trust me, Yvonne said. The bugs reluctantly began tumbling out of the cart. Yvonne looked at her friends. Polly frowned but went to his cart and undid the latch. That's when Bob spoke up. I have to say I was surprised when Yvonne said the two of you had decided to save the garden. But I'm glad I came. Polly stopped and whipped around. That's interesting, he said, looking at Yvonne. Because Yvonne told me that you two had decided to save the garden. That's what convinced me to come. Bob and Polly both stared at Yvonne. Yvonne gulped. She had not expected this to fall apart so quickly. Uh... Um, well, you see... At that moment, Phil happened to stroll by. He was pulling his cart, but there were no flowers in it. Oh, what's going on here? Phil said with a smile. He looked at Polly's cart full of soil. 
He looked at Bob's tank full of water. He saw the bugs scurrying out of Yvonne's cart. Oh, this is incredible. Please tell me what I'm seeing is real. You guys are going to fix the garden, right? Am I right? Bob looked at Polly. Polly looked at Bob. Yvonne looked at her feet. For a brief moment in time, they all just stood in silence. Yes, Phil, Bob said finally. We are all going to fix the garden. Polly nodded. Uh, That's right. We're going to fix the garden. Thanks to Yvonne. Yvonne smiled. The bugs cheered. Yay! Yay! Phil grinned. I'll go get the flowers. A month later, Hope was hopping through a nearby meadow when a butterfly landed on a nearby flower. It glanced at her and did a double take. Hey, are you Hope? That's me. And you are? The name's Caterpillar. I decided not to change my name. Okay, interesting. Anyway, uh, I heard you left that sad piece of land over there a while back. I did, Hope said. Just thought I'd tell you. It's a garden again. Hope looked up. Yeah, they decided to change. It it looks pretty good. Hope felt a shiver run through her. It was a shiver of excitement and disbelief and of hope. Thank you, she called over her shoulder, and she began hopping towards home. Hope teetered on the edge of the garden. She could hardly believe her eyes. The garden was bursting with green. Green leaves on the trees, green stems of flowers and vines. The smell of honeysuckle wafted through the air. A hummingbird whizzed by her, nearly nicking her tympanum. Hope could see Bob setting up a new irrigation system. He was using his old machinery to collect rainwater and distribute it around the garden evenly to all of the plants. Hope saw Polly turning over the soil with a spade. She saw Yvonne playing with friends. Phil was tending to the flowers. Hope closed her eyes. She remembered the blank, gray landscape she left just a few weeks ago. Hope opened her eyes. It was real. The garden was back. Her home was back. Hope hopped. She looked down at her green feet. With that one hop, she'd crossed into the garden. Hope felt relief wash over her. She was home. Hope hopped again and again, and she didn't look back. Tiny people, the truth is, I really love when stories have happy endings. This one has a very hopeful ending. And my hope is that just as the animals came together to save their garden, we can all come together and take care of our planet. 
because it's kind of the only one we have. With that in mind, I wanted to share a few more of your voice memos. These are some suggestions for Little Hedgehog to collect things that come straight from the earth. Let's take a listen. My name is Naeem. I'm seven years old, about to turn eight, and I think Little Hedgehog should collect pine cones. Hello, my name is Nia, and I'm five years old, and I think Little Hedgehog should collect acorns. My name is Sage. Little Hedgehog should collect acorns. I am five years old, and I think Little Hedgehog should collect caterpillars and pick flowers. My name is Melon. I am three, and I think Little Hedgehog should collect plants. Hi, I am Dylan. I am three and a half years old. I think Little Hedgehog should collect blueberries. Thank you to everyone who has submitted a voice memo so far. And one more thing before we go. This week, I will be on another kid's podcast called Noodle Loaf. I'll be telling a short story that you get to help me with. Noodle Loaf is super funny, and my own tiny people actually love it. So listen this week, and you can hear me on there. I'll put the details in the episode description. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with friends. Another way you can support the show is to leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Thank you, as always, for listening in. Mm-hmm.